0: The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station.
1: Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind.
2: It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments.
1: If you're going through any of life's transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup Book Series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce Buford.
2: morning. You are listening to Joyce at Second Wind. This is great to have you here this morning because we're trying all sorts of new things. I have a guest that's far across from me and I'm in Santa Fe, so it's a whole new experience here today. But we're so happy you're here. You know, Second Wind is about women. Women that go through all of our different transitions And so by sharing the really wonderful opportunities that we do have as women is what I love to bring to you all. And today my program is just that, about a great, great woman that's on North Carolina and has a very interesting job. But let's spend just a minute talking about a transition because i'm in transition and it's a great time to talk about where we close one door and we open another door maybe you're closing that door because of job change a marriage change life change there's so many reasons that we go through our changes but the door i'm closing this morning is that I have had a house in Santa Fe and selling it. And it's kind of a, it's a transition, a little sadness, but a lot of really wonderful expectations. Because anytime you close a door, you open other doors. So, we're all going through transitions, and this is mine, and I'm sharing it with you. Now, I want to talk about this guest She's a dynamic woman. Her name is Leanne Shattuck, and she is co-owner and chief uh, officer of Care Chick of Women's Automotive Solutions. Wow, did I say that right, Leanne? (laughs) (laughs) It's Chief Car Chick. (laughs) Good grief. Okay, so Leanne has been in management, and then she turned to the Entrepreneur Life and has been there for over 15 years. Uh, she has lots of experience in auto and financial industry. She loves cars, <laughs> and it started at the age of three with the fascinating old Volkswagen bugs that were orange. Some of you may remember those bugs driving around. They kind, of, kind of had a second life, but um, they started back in the day. She's passionate about educating women about automotive and the decisions that we have to make around buying a car. I just think that's such a valuable contribution to women. I've always bought my cars, but I've always felt very shaky, very uncomfortable, And to know there is a woman out there that can help us through this transition is absolutely uh, a godsend. (laughs) So, Leanne, I welcome you today to the show. Well, thank you, Joyce. I really am so very honored to be here. Well, so you really started with, with this back when you were three Well, that's when I just kind of
3: discovered my passion for cars, and Disney had come out with those Love Bug movies, and our neighbor actually had a little Volkswagen Bug, so it was one of the first cars that I was able to recognize as a child, and it just was downhill from there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So when did you get your first car that you could drive?
3: Uh, well, I got my first car – I'd actually, my father taught me how to drive starting when I was about seven or eight years old. But the first car that I was legally allowed to drive um, when I was 16, my parents got it for me that summer before my senior year in high school. And oh, yeah. it was such a piece of junk, Joyce. But I think that – you're kind of missing out on the American teenage experience if your first car is not a complete piece of junk,
2: so <laughs> you've got to have those stories to tell when you're older oh, so true mine wasn't a, wasn't a new car either, but uh back in those days, more and more people didn't buy new cars for young drivers. It was all about the The uh, second-hand car and the experience of just learning how to drive. Because, of course, you're going to have a wreck. Or two.
3: Oh absolutely you know when when you 're looking at buying a car for a teenager you' really you don 't need to be worried about things like resale value, and you really shouldn 't get them anything new because then what do they have to look forward to when they you know grow up, but right. you just want to get them something safe because it 's not if they 're going to wreck it 's when they 're going to wreck and I actually didn 't wreck that car because it didn 't last that long it you know it died six months after we bought it because it had a huge radi- radiator leak and <laughs> It was an absolutely terrible car, but (laughs) it makes for some great stories and fond memories.
2: Yeah. Well, tell me how you moved from consulting in the auto and financial industry into the cars. Is that correct? Tell me about that. Sure, Joyce. You
3: know, I I started out my career in in the management consulting game, working for companies, the big four companies, Accenture, and with uh, IBM and Bank of America. And that was the life that I had kind of grown up with because that's what my father had done. And so I was really – it was all I had ever known, and I knew that I could make a career out of it. But it really wasn't my passion. It wasn't my dream. And I had progressively been moving to smaller and smaller firms. And one day I found a brochure in the ladies' bathroom of the client side I was working at, and it was for women's automotive solutions. Uh and my business partner had started the company. She's now my partner. And Uh I just saw that it was pink, and it said women and car shopping, and I thought it was just adorable. Yes. So I called her and learned more about the company, and about a year and a half later, she called me and asked me to join forces with her because she needed help. It had kind of taken on a life of its own, and I walked away from a very cushy corporate job. To pursue this because it was it was really my destiny.
2: Yeah. Well, um, what you left your corporate job, so that can that had to be a little scary, didn't it? It was terrifying.
3: I didn't really think that I was the entrepreneurial type. I'm naturally. Financially risk averse. I'm not completely risk averse because I'm a race car driver. And people remind me of that. But financially, I'm very conservative. And it's hard to walk away from a six figure job. But I finally got to the point where I was so frustrated in the corporate world. One day I had gone into my boss's office and asked him if I could work from home one day because I had the washing machine repair guy coming, the cable guy coming, just had a whole bunch of stuff lined up that needed to be taken care of. Joyce, I swear to you, he looked at me across his desk and said, Why can't your wife handle all that? (laughs)
2: <laughs> Is yes. it really
3: you just said that to me. <laughs> and I think at that point I realized that the, the risk of not trying this and stepping out of my own was greater than the risk of doing it, because I knew that I would regret it for the rest of my life if I didn't try.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's something about living your passion. That is really, really exciting. It's scary, but because you're, ch- you're probably leaving your norm. And so it is scary, but it's so exciting. There's a very exciting part to the transition.
3: It is. It didn't happen 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 the way I thought it would. I honestly got into this because Because I love cars, cars, and I thought it was going to be about the cars, cars, and it's so not. not. My first client was a single mother who was in a bad situation in her current vehicle, but she was terrified of the car buying process because she'd been taken advantage of by a con artist who just happened to have been a car salesman, ironically. And so she was literally terrified to try and go through this process. And I was able to get her out of the bad situation and get her into really what was her dream car for less money per month. And when we finished the delivery of the car, she just broke down and cried and said, that's it? I really had it changed her life. And that's when I realized that it was about empowering women, not about not buying
2: cars. Right. Yeah. Um, it was so much, it is for me, the first time that I bought my first car was when I was an adult. And you just kind of go in, kind of feeling like you're um, not in control, you're at their mercy. And you don't really know, and I'm not a, I'm not, a really good researcher, so I don't spend time on those things, and um, so you know I I can, totally relate to that one. <laughs> I wanted to cry. <laughs> I looked like I knew what I was doing, and I wouldn't have let them know at all what I was doing. <laughs> but anyway, well, it's always. You know these stories there' are more and more stories out there about women and we can all relate to this this experience and as we come back, we're going to be talking more about Liam because she is fascinating she found her passion and we want to hear more about that passion so take a breather here we will be back shortly and it's going to be great) <laughs>
1: We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break.
0: The Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure.
4: Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on Toginet.com.
1: Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford.
2: Good morning. We are here with Leanne Shattuck. And she is from South car- North Carolina. Her business is in Charlotte, North Carolina. And she is co-owner and chief car chick of Women's Automotive Solutions. Welcome back, Leanne. Are you there? I'm still here, <laughs> Joy. Well, we have. I've loved talking about what we, how you started out with your cars. But you also have a radio show that you do every week as well, right? And what's That's the focus correct,
0: of that?
3: It's called America's Garage, and we like to say that we give you a lot of really good information about automobiles, amongst all the nonsense. So we have a really good time. It's, it's an entertainment and educational show, and we're syndicated across the U.S., Canada, and New Zealand.
2: Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah. So when you... When you help a client get a car, what is that process for her? What do they go? Th- what is the process of working with you?
3: Well, a lot of women don't know initially what kind of car that they want. Either they're like you, Joyce, and they're not so good at the research, or they simply don't want to take the time to try and figure out what kind of car they want, because there are over 400 makes and models on the market, and so it can get very overwhelming very quickly, and we can help narrow that down very, very easily. So I like working with women right up front when they're just deciding it's time to get a new car, and I can really save them a lot of time and headache on that decision-making process, since I do know the cars so well. So what I have them do is I have them fill out a what I call the My Perfect Car Questionnaire and it takes a look at what their priorities are, what their lifestyle is like, what they need the car to do for them, as well as their budget, but also their own personality and sense of style because I believe that your car should reflect your personality and it should be something that you love to drive every day. So once we go through that, I can narrow it down very quickly to about two or three cars that I think would best suit that person based on those criteria. Then I can set them up on some no-hassle test drives so that they can really get behind the wheel and feel the car and is it comfortable, do they like the way it drives, do they like the way the interior is laid out. And that way they can pick the one that's perfect for them.
2: Then once once we – go ahead. Okay, if I were far away, so are you talking about the client that is fairly close to you? We can
3: do this anywhere in the country.
0: Because we do everything
3: via phone and email for the people that are, are not located here in the Carolinas. And then once the client decides what kind of car she wants, then she gets to just sit back, relax, go about her life, and we'll find the car, shop around, get her the best deal. For used cars, we're very picky about the quality that we buy, and we actually have ten quality criteria that we use to evaluate a used car to make sure that it's going to be a good one and not a lemon, because the market yeah. for used cars is just it's atrocious right now, Joyce. It's so challenging. Right. And we also shop her trade vehicle. She has one to make sure we're getting the best selling price for that. We shop her financing. There's really about eight areas in a car deal where the dealer can make a profit, and we. We look at all eight of those areas to make sure that your interests are represented and you're getting a great overall end-to-end deal. Right. And then we arrange the delivery. And in most cases, we can have the car delivered to the client's house so she doesn't even have to go to the dealership
4: again.
2: Oh, wow. Well, I'm liking that. So if I just said that I wanted a particular brand, I, you know, I'm sorry, I'm in Texas, and so I just always drive a Cadillac you know. It's <laughs> I'm surprised you don't drive a truck, Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm 50, over 50% of all vehicles <laughs> are um, trucks, that's true. But um, I have to be different, so I'm going to use that sedan. <laughs> I just I just traded uh, my SUV off, which is trucky. you know, it's a bigger vehicle, but um, it, and I've gone down to the SRX, which is a little smaller car, and it's such an adjustment. Oh, my gosh. So uh, I probably could have had that conversation with you about <laughs> what would this be like to go down, because I miss the vroom-vroom. You know what I mean by that? Oh, vroom Absolutely. Vroom?
3: It's always yeah. a, kind of a shock when you're going from one type of vehicle to a completely different type. I sold a giant Dodge Ram pickup truck that would have been right at home in Texas and went from <laughs> that into a little two-seater Porsche Roadster. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Talk about culture shock, but you know, yeah. instead of driving over things, I just went around them very fast.
2: So
0: <laughs> Yes,
2: yes. Yeah, there's something about those... But you didn't really trade anything, because there's another little perk when you go into a sports car, and it's called about, I'm just so cool. And it's kind of... Oh, yeah, you put the top that.
3: down, and it, she was red, <laughs> and yeah, that, that car, her name was Penelope. I name all my cars, so that car was yeah. named Penelope, and she was the love of my life. And uh, we we had many, many days on the track together, and she was the car that I raced when I raced for Porsche, so it was a good time. I miss her very much.
2: (laughs) Well, now, we know that you're a very skilled uh, woman in, in dealing with cars and helping women, but I want to talk about some of the other just outstanding facets that I think are so exciting about you, and one of them is that you race cars. I do. I was on the track this weekend
3: um, down at Carolina Motorsports Park. That's our the road course track. That's my home course here in the Carolinas, and uh, I am absolutely happiest when I'm behind the wheel of a race car.
2: Yes. Well, now, I want the listeners to get this because they have not yet gone to your website, but... I want to describe this woman to you. She's very attractive, blonde. Uh, You know, you would never put her in that fast car going around a track. It's just such an unexpected uh, thrill to know that you do. You like this speed. You love speed, don't you? Yeah, I'm a little bit of an adrenaline
3: junkie and my father was into high performance driving and so like I said he uh, started teaching me how to drive when I was about 8 years old when he got right. his first sports car, you know, his first midlife crisis. And he had actually been through a a school there's a was a school out in California at the time that trained race car drivers, as well as Secret Service and federal agents and anyone that had to do that kind of high-performance, you know, defensive-type driving, and he was able to go through that school, and he learned a lot, and he also grew up on the back roads of Tennessee, and so he yeah. had some incredible driving skills, and he started teaching me those skills from a very oh, young crazy. age, and I've just, you know, I've loved it ever since, and Like I said, I am happiest when I'm behind the wheel of a race car.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Now you have lots of experience through working with your dad, but did you have to do training to to drag race or what? How did you develop your skill? I've done mostly road course
3: racing. That's the primary form of racing that I do, and I did go through um, training with Porsche um, with their club and had great instructors that taught me the advanced skills and you know you're you never stop learning i i learn new things every time and i've tried different kinds of racing i grew up in wisconsin so we would race on the the back snow covered roads up there and did a lot of uh what we call ice rally racing up there
2: oh my and gosh it's then- making me nervous <laughs>
3: Posted some trees. It's definitely a high risk activity, and uh, we didn't always do things uh, legally when we were teenagers, but you know, (laughs) now everything I do is legal, so. But I've tried some different things. I've had some great opportunities. Uh, A few weeks ago, I was able to learn to drag race with Brittany and Courtney Forrest, who are two of the top women in NHRA drag racing. So learning from the best was great. That was an incredible experience. Uh, I'd never done drag racing. and, And the experience of going from zero to 100 miles an hour in less than three seconds your eyeballs, like, shoot out the back of your head. It's unbelievable oh the G-forces involved. But it was, it was a really cool experience, and uh, I've gotten to do legends cars, a little bit of dirt track racing, but road courses is still my favorite.
2: <laughs> yeah. Now, I can imagine that when you're doing training, they don't spend as much time on acceleration as they do how to handle the, um, the emergency situations. Is that correct? about car control. You yeah. learn
3: how to control the car, whether it's going straight, going around different types of turns. You learn what the line is. We refer to the line, the racing line. It's how to to drive the track, where to put the car. Because if you put the car in the right place on the track every time, know where your braking zones are, know how to get back on the accelerator, how much back on the accelerator. It's very, very technical hmm And you yeah. learn the science behind that because it's all right. physics. But then you learn to feel it in the car. I mean, you literally kind of become one with the car, and you literally feel it in your butt. <laughs> There's just no other way to say it. You feel really? it. And every car feels different because every car is set up differently. And uh, this past Sunday I was actually I was racing in two different classes and driving two completely different cars um, in one day, and that was really fun trying to go from one car to the other car, and they were totally different. And so you just kind of gain those skills, and certainly you learn to – how to handle emergency situations, but what you really learn is how to not get into emergency situations in the first place. And those skills translate onto the road, and they actually they make you a safer and more skilled driver out on the streets. Because I tell you, it's a lot more dangerous driving to Walmart than it is driving around a racetrack.
2: Well, yes, I can see that. <laughs> I've been to, I've been, yeah, I can see that. Are these your cars, or are other people's cars? It depends. Um,
3: I on Sunday I raced um, my Mini Cooper Maggie, who is our, you know, the official spokes car of our company. Yeah, and I yes. also raced a, a friend's Subaru race car. So it just yeah. depends on. Who invites me, who shows up, and who lets me drive what? <laughs> but I'll drive just about anything they give me the keys to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I I have had some harrowing experiences. I can remember a 360 turn to this very day that happened over 25 years ago <laughs> that just scared me to death. I thought I had, was going to see my maker right then. Uh, but... Anyway, and when we come back from our break, I want to talk a little bit more about Maggie and the role that she plays in your racing. And so it's been fun. We'll be back shortly.
1: We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short
4: break. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism, the historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years, how can we hold on to what we hold dear, and the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, Are you happy with your life? Satisfied with the direction you're taking? More importantly, are you content with the results you're seeing? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join host Brian K. Wright as he talks to experts in many areas relating to life success, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity and much more each week we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life for more on brian and the show check out his website briankwright.com each week is a dose of inspiration so many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have success profiles radio is a show that will clearly demonstrate the principle if i can do it you can do it so don't miss this opportunity to take control of your life and your results Success Profiles Radio with Brian K. Wright. Mondays at 5 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford.
2: My gratitude today is that I'm sitting here visiting with Leanne Shattuck, the car chick in North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. But she can also work with you in helping you decide on the car you want, how to get the car, and feeling very confident that you have done the best you can in acquiring a new car or a used car. And so I welcome back Leanne Um, I wanted to talk about some of the things that women need to look out for when they go to buy a car and why it's so important they connect with you. Sure, Joyce. You know, it's
3: the car business has always been crazy and Ever since the economy took a downturn, it's actually changed considerably. And so it's a little more of a treacherous marketplace than perhaps it's been in the past, especially if you're looking for a quality used car. Mm -hmm. The supply of used cars is low because fewer people have been trading in their cars. And in 2009, fewer people were buying new cars. That was one of the lowest new car sales years we've ever had in the industry and so that continued to restrict supply then the government came along with their brilliant cash for clunkers program and took out the bottom end of the market and it's going to take us 20 years to recover from that (laughs) and so it's harder and harder to find a good quality used car prices are high quality is not what it has been people are skimping a little on their maintenance to save money So the cars just aren't quite in good a shape. And so if you're looking for, you know, a slightly used or a good pre-owned car, it's extra challenging. And even if you're looking for a new car, there are so many great makes and models on the market now. You know, just a few years ago, really, if you were looking for, you know, a car in a particular segment, say, Joyce, you were looking for a a good quality sedan, there were two, maybe three cars to really consider if you were looking for something that was really going to be good and reliable. But now there's five or six great choices, and that makes it even more con- overwhelming trying to decide which is the perfect one for you. And, and that's why we right. added the, the My Perfect Car process so that we could help right. you decide what you want in addition to then getting you a great deal on it. Right. So. There's just so well, much to, to learn and to know. And unless you've worked in the car business, you really mm-hmm. don't understand the car business. There's just so much that goes on behind the scenes that is mm-hmm. hidden from the customer that mm-hmm. can cost you money as a customer and certainly cost you a lot of headaches.
2: Well, I am sort of of the philosophy that if you buy a used car, many times you're buying other people's problems. And I know you have a way of deciphering what car is good or what car has lived through a flood or some of those other problems that we as just people walking off the street wouldn't be able to see. But in the long run, isn't it better maybe to buy a, a lesser Expensive car, but new versus buy a used car
3: depends on the type of car that you're buying. The old adage was it was always smarter to buy something in you know, just a couple of years old and let someone else pay the depreciation. But right. with used cars holding their value the way they are today, depending on the type of car, it may be smarter to buy a new one. And, and quite frankly, you know, it may only cost you a 1000 to $2,000 more to get a brand new one that gives you a full warranty. You're not inheriting someone else's problems.
2: Yes. And and that is yeah. a smarter
3: decision. But it really depends upon the car. And I recently bought a really nice Mercedes SUV for a high end client and it was only two years old. It had twelve thousand miles on it. You know, it had been well maintained up to that point. And mm-hmm. because it was a very high end SUV to begin with, it had a higher depreciation. So she ended up paying about thirty thousand dollars less one with 12,000 miles than if we bought a brand new one. So in her case, right. buying slightly used made complete sense. If you're talking right. about buying a slightly used Honda or Toyota, it's going to be a different story. I'm probably going to recommend that you look at a brand new one.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, that's good information. Well, there's something that I, there were some facts on your website, which if I invite people, if they've not, if they have not visited your website, then please do go see Women's Automotive Solutions. It's so much fun to visit that website, which (laughs) I want you to share. There's so many happy faces on this website, you know, couples and women, and uh, it's just fun to read your go through this website. But anyway, 65% of customers who take vehicles to repair shops are women.
3: And And I need to update that stat. It's actually up to 74% now. Women are responsible for maintaining the cars in their families. And so it's most people don't expect that number.
2: Yeah. Well, what do women need to know about maintaining their car?
3: One of the most important things to maintain their car and I think, you know, women have a really big trust issue with mechanics and unfortunately that has been earned by the repair industry because they're not always honest with their customers and especially women because they know that we're probably a little bit less educated on average than men are or at least they think we are about the mechanics of cars and fewer women care about the mechanical details. We just want to get in the car and be able to get to where we're going and not have to worry about it. Yes. But we're also very concerned about safety. So, unfortunately, a lot of shops that are a little less ethical, in my opinion, will tell you that, oh, you need new brakes or you're going to die on the way home, when in reality, you actually still have plenty of brake pad left. So... Women tend to not trust mechanics the way they don't trust dealers. So what you have to do is you really need to educate yourself on what are the basic car care components of your vehicle. The most important thing to do to maintain your car is to keep the fluids changed. That's your oil, your transmission fluid, your brake fluid, your power steering fluid. Keeping those fluids fresh, those are the fluids that lubricate the components in your car and they dissipate the heat that builds up due to friction that happens when all these mechanical parts are moving your car down the road. And so look at the manual that your car came with and look at the maintenance schedule and see when are you supposed to be changing these fluids. Because it does vary by car and it depends on the type of driving that you do. Most manuals will come with what they call a normal or regular maintenance schedule, and then what they'll call a severe maintenance schedule and Nobody thinks that the driving they do is severe when we think severe, we think, well I'm not driving in you know sub zero temperatures or through a desert, but really, what severe driving means is you spend most of your time driving around the city at less than fifty miles an hour, stop and go traffic so if You do a lot of driving that's just short trips to the store, to the office, to school. That is actually considered severe driving for your car. So you may want to look at that more aggressive schedule. But. If you have a good mechanic, your mechanic should really be keeping an eye on these things for you and mm. honestly tell you when you need to change these fluids. But mm-hmm. That's a good idea to, to learn how to check them yourself. And when the fluids start to get dark, fluids, when they're new, are all nice and light and pretty, whatever color they're supposed to be. You know, your oil should look like a nice cheap American beer. It should be a nice light yellow honey color. Yeah. And then when it starts to get Yucky in time to change, it's going to start turning brown. And if you yeah. ever see a fluid that's black, you are long yeah. past due to change it. So, <laughs> long past. But if you keep those fluids changed, that will go a long way to
2: making your car last 200,000 right. miles. Well, if you're looking for a repairman, when do you, I mean, a service guy, how do you find the one that really is going to treat you fair? Is it more of getting three bids, or how do you find that person?
3: You know, honestly, Joyce, it's really difficult because the way that industry is set up and the way mechanics are compensated for the work that they do, it it, it creates a conflict with being completely honest with the customer. Yes. So, my rules are: you know, some people like to have their work done at the dealership, and that's certainly understandable. And some dealerships do a fantastic job; some don't do a very good job. It really depends on the dealership. But you'll always pay more going to the dealership because yes. you're basically, mm-hmm. you know, you're paying for the brand name. Yes. And those folks are trained to work on your car, but again, not you know, not every mechanic's the same. It's like trying to find a good hairdresser, Joyce. Exactly. But if you don't. You know, I'm personally not a big fan of doing my service at the dealership. I did when I had my Porsche because they were one of the few that could work on it, and I knew those people really well, and I trusted them. But you can find a good independent shop, and when you're shopping for an independent mechanic, you need to ask several questions. First of all, Are they ASE certified? And that's the automotive service excellence. It's the kind of governing board and the training organization for mechanics. You should never Mm. let anyone who is not ASE certified work on your car.
0: Oh, okay. And you need That's to ask time. the
3: shop, you know, how, what percentage of your mechanics are ASE certified? Because they can just have one person in the whole shop, and that person can even be the customer service rep who's talking to you. As long as they're ASE certified, the whole shop yeah. can claim that they are. So you need to know oh. that the actual mechanic <laughs> who is touching your car Even if it's just someone doing an oil change, they should at least have the minimum certifications. That means they've at least been through the training, they've been through the testing. I prefer Mm -hmm. to have a master certified technician work on my car. And this is someone who has... Taken nine or ten very difficult tests on every system in your car to get this certification, and then you also want to ask what their experience is working on your type of car. You know, I drive a Mini Cooper, and the European cars are a lot harder to work on. They take special training, and they take very specialized tools and equipment that most shops don't have. So you need to ask: Do you have the equipment and the tools? To work on my type of vehicle. How much experience do you have working on my type of vehicle? You really need to interview this person the way you would interview, you know, if you were looking for a good doctor for yourself, because this
2: person really is going to be responsible for the health of your car. And if you ever gonna quote we're gonna have to take a quick break right here, but I do want to come back and visit more and talk about Maggie (laughs) as well. (laughs) Your love, Maggie. And so this has been great and what Lots of good informations, And I think we have a caller When we get back
1: We return with more of Second Wind With Joyce Buford
4: After this short break Have you been laid off? must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed this show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work for more on alan sherwood mba and the show check out his website successfully unemployed.com then join us for successfully unemployed with alan sherwood mba thursday nights at 8 7 central here on toginet.com Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's intelligent investing with Pam Otten on Togenet.
1: Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford.
2: Welcome back. I have another fact for you. Did you know market research proved that women pay about 500 to 1000 more for the same car than a man does? And a woman is even willing to pay $1,500 more to just get around the haggling process. So that's why my guest today, Leanne Shavik, Leanne, I'm stumbling here, is such a (laughs) great asset as my friend, and also she can be your friend too. But Leanne, we do have a guest who has called in with a car question, and her name is Janet. So welcome, Janet.
0: Hi, yes. Joyce. What's the question? Hi, Joyce. How are you? Thanks. Thanks, um, I've uh, My daughter is a single mom and just uh, recently bought a second-hand truck and called us yesterday in tears because she's been fighting with the people she bought it from uh, with all kinds of problems. The engine light comes on, her gas mileage goes up. Uh, now, is this something that she can uh, call you guys and just ask a question or she's already bought the truck and she's like out of her wits end now.
3: Oh, Here I'm so Canada. sorry to
0: hear that. Did she buy it
3: from a dealership or a private individual?
0: Uh, it was from a second-hand dealership, and she took it to our mechanics and everything and had it inspected. And like uh, within the week, the engine light came on and her mileage dropped like crazy. It's like a three quarter ton truck. She hauls horses. Her daughter's an equestrian rider. So, you know, it's really frustrating to her as well being a single mom. Sure, I can certainly understand that. Um, did the car come with any
3: sort of warranty or was it an as is?
0: Do you know what? I think she did get some kind of warranty. Uh, What they're doing now is they say now, even though she's had like a computer upgrade and everything, uh, now they say she needs a new computer and want to charge her $700. Uh, (laughs) We've told her that they should be paying for it. It's going to depend on what the warranty that the car came
3: with says. She really needs to look at the fine print on that. Yeah. And if she wants to give me a call and talk through it in more detail, I would be more than happy to try and see what I can do for her. But the thing with used cars is to when you buy them, unless there is an express warranty that you know, they give you paperwork for, used cars are as is and some things are covered some things might not be so we just really have to take a look at what type of warranty coverage if any came with the car when she purchased it how long that was good for and you know what what it's going to cover on this
0: that would be great uh, leanne i'll uh, tell her to give you a shout and see if you can maybe just give her a little bit of advice I'd be I'll more than happy be to because I know that
3: <laughs> it's so frustrating. And that's one of the challenges with used cars because you know she was smart to have it looked at before she purchased it. But the thing with used cars is sometimes they can be perfectly fine, and then the next week, boom, something goes wrong. And if it is the computer, electrical failures are so frustrating because there's no warning. And there's nothing that a mechanic can do to check to see if it's going to happen, it's like one day it's fine, and the next day it's not, and it's so aggravating. But, you know, we all work with computers in our everyday lives, and, you know, mm-hmm. that's just unfortunately what happens. But I would be more than right. happy to talk to her and see, you know, really what her, her rights are under the purchase agreement of the vehicle.
0: Okay, and the end, is the phone number on your
3: website? It is. Yeah, just go okay. to com and she can call that 800 number, and I'd be more than happy to chat with her.
0: Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, Joyce. Thank you, Janet. Great.
2: Now, Leanne, do share your information with our listeners so they know how to get in touch with you. Absolutely. The best thing to do is to go to our website.
3: You can either go to womensautomotivesolutions.com, or if that's just entirely too long to type, which it is for me because I'm a little bit lazy about that stuff, you can just go <laughs> to thecarchick.com, and that will get you there as well. And you can give us a call toll-free at 888 575 five21 three eight and ask us any questions you want there. If you're interested in learning more about our services, you can schedule a complimentary smart car buying consultation with us and well, we'll take a look at your situation and see if we'd be a good fit to work together.
2: Oh yeah. Great information. And I can vouch for this lady. <laughs> Although I've not bought a car through her, I sure like her one-on-one nice woman. So, and she's pretty smart as you can tell from this show. Um, We've referred a couple times to a woman's name called Maggie.
3: Want to tell <laughs> us about
2: Maggie?
3: Maggie is my car. because I said, mm-hmm. I name my cars. It's just one of my little quirks. But I believe that if you name your car, it becomes part of the family and you'll take good care of it. So yeah. Maggie is my little mini Cooper. She's wrapped in our business logos, and I have the car chick license plate. So. She's kind of my roving billboard for the company here in town, and we've turned her into a cartoon, so she's become the official spokes car of the company, and she's a little cartoon on our website, and she's animated in all of our marketing videos, and you can see a lot of our videos at carchicktv.com. Mm -hmm. And Maggie speaks in a very snarky British accent. She's actually named after the late um, Mrs. Margaret Thatcher from England. I love it. (laughs) So she yeah, Maggie's a lot talks. of fun, and, and she is the car. I do race her, and we both recently starred in the reality TV show on the Speed Channel called "Are You Faster Than a Redneck?" So Maggie was out there on the racetrack with rednecks and really <laughs> high-powered her. muscle cars, and we had a really good time. So she's becoming quite famous.
2: <laughs> oh, so she really has a voice, huh? She does. She she
3: speaks yes. in a very snarky British accent. Maggie. Maggie's a bit of a smart Alex, so she'll make the snarky comments, she likes to make fun of the Toyota Prius and other hybrid cars, and you know, she'll definitely tell it like it is, so:
2: <laughs> I love it. Well, she's all over your website on women's Automotive Solutions, so it's fun. But I also was noticing all the many, many happy faces that you have on that website. You we have we a
3: lot lemon. of pictures of our clients yeah. and uh, that we bought cars from. I always, you know, love to get my clients to send pictures with their new car and you know, I a whole point is that car buying should be fun. It should not be the stressful, frustrating, you know, akin to a root canal process that most people feel that it is. Buying a car is a big deal. It's the second largest purchase that most people will make in their lives. And Cars are cool, at least to me. And buying a new car, that should be a really fun and exciting experience. It's like getting a shiny new toy on Christmas morning. Yeah, And the I process agree. that the industry has set up, you know, obviously it's designed to maximize the profits of the dealerships. They're a business. That's their job. We can't really fault them for that. But we just don't haggle for most things in our society. Yes. And the process, of course, it really is designed, you know, I, I kind of, walking into a car dealership is akin to walking into a casino. The odds mm-hmm. are stacked in favor of the house, <laughs> you know, but it's designed like that. that way. Again, you know, they're, it's their job to maximize their profits, but. Right. It, it Women tend to be a lot less comfortable with the negotiating process, and yes. that's true in life in general. And so right. that's why we end up paying more for the same car. It's not necessarily that the dealers are not giving us the same deals as they give the men. It's not their job right. to give you a deal. You have to earn it. And women, on average, are less comfortable with that process. So I really turn it back on us as women. We need yes. to do our homework. We need to take back our own power and... Ask for what we want and negotiate just as aggressively as the guys do. The right. funny thing, Joyce, is half of my clients are men,
2: so I know men don't I like it either. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. Because there is a misconception that men, as a general rule, love to haggle. And not all men do. They really don't. And you know,
3: most people these days, men and women. They're so pressed for time. We're so busy. And quite frankly, you know, you probably have a laundry list of things that you would rather do than spend the next four weekends tromping through lots and talking to car salesmen. Right. So it's a big time savings and a big frustration savings. And the deal that we can get you is really the icing on the cake.
2: Right. Well, some other things that I liked about your website were the helpful hints that you had as well. So it's really worth visiting because there are useful um, suggestions on the website. So I really like that. And that's a way we that we also- can do our homework. Absolutely.
3: And, you know, if you, if you want to get regular tips on a regular basis, when you go to the website, um, there's a little button there to click to get your free report. The car checks, yeah. 10 commandments of car buying. I have, I have commandments about this, things that I feel very strongly <laughs> about, and those are 10 amazing car buying tips. And then you'll also get, we do a monthly e-zine where I review cars and give you great tips about maintenance and car buying and car selling. So it's a lot of fun. And you can also kind of keep up with all the crazy things that, that Maggie and I are doing with our racing and everything else
2: fantastic well I have so enjoyed having you on the show you might have noticed we had a few little quirks in the beginning but <laughs> we are so comfortable and so happy that you have been able to uh, be here as listeners and then also that Leanne could be here with all this good advice that she's given us um, now I know you are married and you and your husband race motorcycles, and give your winnings to charity. Is that correct? We um,
3: we do race cars, and when I do win something, we try and donate. Um, Women's Automotive Solutions supports the Battered Women's Shelter here in Wonderful. Charlotte. And so great. when I give seminars, we
2: give the proceeds to charity. Wonderful. That's great. And you're a mother of two very spoiled cats. Three very spoiled cats. Three. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Well, is there any words of wisdom that you might give us other than the great advice that you've given us in buying our cars? Sure. Remember that
3: the dealers are competing for your business. And they have to earn it, and they should compete not only on the deal itself and the bottom line pricing, but they should compete on customer service. If anyone ever treats you with what you feel is less than the respect that you deserve as a woman and as a powerful consumer in this economy, walk away. They do not deserve your business. They should treat you fairly. If you go into the dealership with your husband, they should treat you both equally as buyers and decision makers. And if you're just ever not comfortable, trust your instincts and walk away. There's another car and another dealer down the street that wants
2: your business too. Great advice. Thank you, Leanne. Thank you so much for being here with us today. This has been great for me as a listener as well. I've enjoyed all the interesting information the (laughs) ASE information so I thank you very much for being with us well thank you so much
3: for having me Joyce it's been great and you're always a joy to spend time with
2: ah thanks well we really want to say thank you to our listeners today for being here with us and hope you got some great tips
1: Thank you for joining us on today's edition of Second Wind. Join us again next week at the same time as Joyce and her guests share strategies of growth and renewal. You'll learn how to attain goals and dreams and create the life you want to live to its fullest.